You're listening to a Cripple and Co. production. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Clonawilly.com. Clonawilly and Clonopussy are do-it-yourself molding kits that allow anyone to make an exact replica of any penis or vulva into a sex toy at home. All materials are ethically sourced and 100% body safe. If you shop at clonawilly.com right now and use the promo code DARKPOD at checkout, you can get 20% off site-wide. Wow! That's a deal that cannot be cloned. I talked to one of the representatives the other day, and they are more than willing to answer any questions you have about how to make your own clone willy or clone pussy, how to use the kit. They're so, so willing to go on this journey of cloning a willy or cloning a pussy with you, and they're super nice and super responsive to any concerns. So if you want to pick up your own clone willy or clone a pussy kit right now, head over to clonawilly.com and use promo code DARKPOD, that's D-A-R-K-P-O-D at checkout right now. And remember, this is a deal that cannot be cloned. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. This is a podcast that looks at disability stories. It's like sitting down with a really close friend to have a real conversation about disability, sexuality, and everything else about the disability experience that we don't talk about. The things about being disabled, we keep in the dark. Here is your deliciously disabled host, disability awareness consultant, Andrew Gerza. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the show, friends, and thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark. I am your deliciously disabled daddy, Andrew Gerza. Let us get comfy, cozy, and crippled and get this show started, shall we? For the episode today, we have no guest. I thought I would just do a comfy, cozy episode with you and do a throwback episode to one of the ones that we did a couple years ago, which is like pro-crip dating tips, where we look at certain tips for the winter season to see if we can make them accessible. And so basically, I will I will go on the Google machine and I will look up the most common dating tips for the season and we'll see how do we make them disability friendly or if they are disability friendly, we'll talk about that. And if they aren't, we'll make fun of why they're not and how do we make them accessible. That's kind of what I want to do today. So I want to look at the most popular dating tips for winter 2023 and try to infuse some disability-centric accessibility into those. That's kind of the plan for today. So get comfy, cozy, and crippled, and let's crack right into it.
One of the most common dating tips that I saw come up over and over again for the winter dater in 2023 was one that I was surprised by, actually. I saw that you, everybody, everybody was like, oh, you should take a snowboarding lesson. And they said, like, if you want to get cozy in winter sports, you should take a snowboarding lesson. And my first thought, as somebody who's never snowboarded, somebody who's never thought they could have the ability to snowboard, was like, how would you even do that? The the visual that I have of me being trying to snowboard is just like, how do you even how do you even consider that? But then I realized that there is actually wheelchair accessible snowboarding classes and and snowboards where basically you sit in what looks like a sled and you can move your body around based on your level of a disability. Now, it looks really inaccessible to me, even as a, a wheelchair user. It doesn't look like something that I could even do myself, but it is possible. So you could say to your significant other, like, hey, do you want to go on a cool snowboarding date? And they could say you in, like, the disability snowboard, and you could be ferried around while they snowboard with you. Or you could, if you're if you're agile enough, you could move the snowboard around by yourself if you wanted to. So that's an option. But I just, I can't picture myself saying like, hey, lover, want to go snowboarding and then have them try to get me, to get my crippled spastic body in the snowboard machine uh, in the cold. I just feel like that's not a sexy date. <laughs> and that's not something that I want to do with somebody on a first date in the winter. No way. But if you do want to take a snowboarding class for disabilities, they are all over the U.S. Um, there's a whole bunch of places that offer them in the U.S. and Canada. Disability USA is a great place to start. Wheelchair traveling has great options. But every picture that I'm seeing of these snowboards looks like with my level of severe disability, I would 100% fall down and hurt myself and not be able to do anything fun. So, but if that's something you want to do, if you're uh, somebody with a spinal cord injury or somebody with a little bit more ability than I have, maybe you want to take your first day out to snowboard this winter. And it is an option for you if you're a wheelchair user. Another really accessible dating tip that I thought, I mean, I, I'm sure I've said this in other versions of Procrip dating tips before, and I, I, in fact, I know I have, but I'm going to say it again because I think it's valuable. Another dating tip for 2023 that came up a lot in these listicles was have a themed movie night. And of course, why don't you, if you're going on a date with somebody for the first time who maybe is unsure of how to navigate going on a date with somebody with a disability or a wheelchair user or somebody with invisible disabilities, why don't you watch a movie with them that is disability-themed? Why not introduce them to the powerhouse film that is Crip Camp? Why not introduce them to movies like Margarita with the Straw and talk about how, while that movie's really cool, it's a problem that the actress was not disabled. Talk about stuff like that. Introduce them to disability-themed films that don't have disabled actors and explain to them politely and maybe a little bit heatedly 
why that's not so cool and why that's a bit of a problem and why having more disability representation is important. And so do a disability-themed movie night, but give it some heft and some kick so that when you're on the day with them, you can share with them your disability politic, but also in a fun sort of way. Like, you could, maybe if you're somebody with who is on the autistic spectrum or is has those kind of things happening, you could watch The Rain Man and be like, listen, Dustin Hoffman's really cool, but he doesn't properly represent how autism looks and feels like in people, and I, wa I think we should talk about that, and I want to talk about that with you before we go any further. Do that kind of stuff on a date. Have a themed date. Have a themed movie night around disability-themed movies and be like, here's why some are great, but here's why some are also super-duper problematic. When I was looking at all these listicles, I saw a lot of places that were like, go visit an animal shelter. And yeah, you can do that with your partner, whether you're disabled or not. But I thought to give it an added disability kick, you might consider visiting a guide dog center and visiting places where they foster and train guide dogs to do, to do, um, to be guide dogs. I think that would be a really cool way of learning about learning about disability animals and service animals and support animals and why they're so important and why we need them to be trained properly. And it could be something to bring disability into the world of your possible connection without kind of freaking them out. Like they maybe didn't understand that you can't touch a guide dog and don't understand how, you know, problematic that is. Maybe you take them out to where they train guide dogs on a date and have the instructor explain to them why this is so not cool, it might give them an idea. Or maybe they'll see a guide dog and go, wow, I never realized this and this and this. And it will give them an understanding of support animals way more than they may have done if they, if they watch on YouTube or stuff like that. It may give them something to really think about. Um, and I think rather than going to um, just an animal shelter is, is you know, this is a cool way of bringing disability into it. Another thing you could do is you could go to an animal shelter and say to them, you know, I've just thought about this now. You can go to an animal shelter and see and say, you see how we care so much about disabled animals? It's too bad that we don't care as much about disabled people and kind of talk about that and talk about how disabled animals are given so much, so much praise and love. But when it comes to disabled people, we're not given the same. And, and we, you could talk about that as you walk through the animal shelter and see a disabled animal if you can't go to a place where they train guide dogs. But those are just some options. I saw animal shelters a lot come up, and I thought maybe that that going to do going to see guide dogs or talk about the linkages between disabled animals and disabled humans and how one is treated so much better than the other would be a really important disability-themed date that you could do with a partner. Or, I mean, you could just go with your disabilities and pet the cute animals and look at the cute animals. That's an option, too, of course. One of the ones for the winter that I saw popping up a lot that I just couldn't wrap my head around why anybody would want to do this, go with your date in the winter on a winter hike. Okay, listen. As a wheelchair user, 
and somebody who abhors the winter as a disabled person that needs a lot of help to get ready in the winter, I cannot stand the idea of going on a winter hike. That whole idea as somebody who uses wheels to get around and whose wheels can get stuck in just about anything, the idea of going on a winter hike makes me like wretch with, I can't, I don't even want to think about going on a winter hike. No, thank you very much. And so the image that I'm looking at right now is of two able-bodied people smiling and laughing as they like go up this winter trail. And I have no desire in my whole disabled body to even consider going up a winter hike. Let me just review for you, in my experience as a disabled person, what going on a winter hike would entail, okay? So if I decide with my with my significant other to go on a winter hike, this means that I have to plan out exactly where to go because if my chair gets stuck in snow, we'll be spending most of the time trying to get me out of the snow and not freeze to death. I then have to dress so warm I can barely move. When I go out in the winter, I have to put on a sweater, a coat, a shawl, hat, mitts, gloves, and my body is very, very spastic and very, very tight. I have quadro, well, almost didn't say what I had right. I have quadriplegic spastic cerebral palsy. Did I even say that right? No, I said it, I said it wrong. I have spastic quadri, I have spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy, which means that when my body gets cold, my muscles tighten up even more. When I get out of the shower, my muscles are so, so tight because I'm freezing. So the idea of going into like minus 20 weather to go on a like fresh winter hike does not appeal to me in the least. My partner would have to dress me, which would, which takes about to put on all those layers. Realistically, it takes like maybe 10, 20 minutes to, to get that on. And then we'd have to go out into, into the snow, hope that my chair didn't get stuck in the snow, and then try to hike and do all these things. And it was like, oh yeah, you can bring like hot cocoa and you can bring all these things. Okay, bitch, look, if I'm freezing, I don't want to go out and drink hot cocoa. I want to go inside and not do any of this. So the idea that a disabled person, especially somebody with severe disabilities like me, would want to go out in the cold voluntarily to have a sexy winter hiking date with somebody that I cared about. The answer is unequivocally, 1000%. Please do not put me there. That is the worst possible thing you could do for me. I do not want this. Do not do this to me. No, thank you very much. In the listicle that I'm reading, it was like, you won't have any trouble filling awkward silences because of the fresh, cold snow on the ground. And I, all I could think was, yeah, if I was there in my wheelchair, we wouldn't have any trouble filling the awkward silences because my date would be pushing me out of a snowbank so that we could get home and I wouldn't freeze to death. Yeah, and I, w I would be able to listen to him grunting and groaning as he tried to get my chair out of there. For sure, we'd have no issue with silence then. Yeah, the idea of going on a, on a sexy, fresh winter hike does not appeal to me as a wheelchair user. And I'm sure the other wheelchair users listening are also like, no way do I want to do that. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't know who wrote this, but they also were like, oh, it's calmer and less stressful to have a winter hike. And it's like, girl, you obviously did not do a winter hike with a 
a wheelchair user because we all know just how we all know as wheelchair users in the snow or anybody with a disability or mobility aid just knows how inaccessible the snow makes everything. It is not a non-stressful thing. It is like full of stress, 100% stressful. I don't know what you're talking about. Obviously, you didn't think about disability at all in here because not only do people with mobility aids feel issues with the cold, people with sensory issues also have issues with the cold. So the idea that this would be a stress-free thing to do yeah, right. No way. And when you're disabled, there's only... When you're disabled and it's winter, there's only added stress. So, again, no thank you to a winter hike. No, 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 no. One of the ones that I saw come up a lot for, for winter dating was to go to an observatory or to, like, look at the stars outside in the snow. And both seem really inaccessible for a lot of disabled folks. But then I looked at did some looking some more on some other sites and they said there were like observatory apps that you can download for your iPhone or for your smartphone that you can like put the stars on the wall wherever you are which I think for a lot of folks with disabilities that make winter going out really hard you could say to your date like hey come over and I want to show you the stars and they'll be like what what are you talking about and you'll be like look I've done this really cool thing so we can we can sit under the stars together and just spend time together, and and it's really cheesy, but most of these things on the list are pretty cheesy, but this is a really cool, accessible way to experience them that doesn't mean you have to go outside and freeze as a disabled person that is more accessible, and I think that could be really um, fun to do, to to have the stars in your house and be like, listen, I wanted to, to look at the stars with you, but going outside is not really the most accessible thing for me, um, here's what I've come up with. And I think that could be a really sexy way and a cute way to bring kind of accessibility to a winter date. Listen, I love the idea of a guy sitting, of sitting under the stars with a guy, but I just never thought it was possible because of how inaccessible the idea of sitting under the stars is. But this could change a lot of things. So any boys out there who want to come to my house and go stargazing, um, let me know, because I'm totally down to download that app and do accessible stargazing with you. The list really had this one popping up a lot, too, and they were all like, go create your own winter escape room. And, you know, being the jokester that I am, I thought, why does a disabled person need to create an, an escape room? Why don't you just make the whole house inaccessible or ask to go over to your partner's house and have them bring you inside. And then realizing that you can't get around anywhere and you can't move around because it's inaccessible. You don't need an escape room. Just get them to bring you to an inaccessible place. And there's your escape room. You can, you can fancy that escape room together um, and do that together with each other and try to get out and, and find ways to get out of the inaccessible apartment or inaccessible place rather than needing to make it an escape room. Most inaccessible places are like escape rooms for disabled folks. The listicles also suggest that you could clear out the neighborhood for a feel-good date, which means you could, like, shovel their drives for them. I don't understand who thought that shoveling someone else's drive for them with your date made for a fun dating thing that you could do together. But I guess 
if you're a wheelchair user or you use a rollator or walker or something like that, you could, if you really want to try this and you want to make it accessible, you, if you're a wheelchair user, you could tie the shovel or a big shovel to the back of your wheelchair or the front of your wheelchair, wherever it'll fit, really, and just um, just drive with your wheelchair down their, down their walkways and try not to get stuck in the snow. I mean, it's ridiculous, but you could do that with a date if you really wanted to, to show them just how inaccessible the neighborhood is, but also do it as a kind thing for folks in the neighborhood with your power chair or your rollator or whatever mobility aid you use, you could do that. I don't know why you'd want to do that for a date, but it's an option for you. And just a side note, if your date during the winter says, hey, honey, do you want to go and shovel the neighbor's drive because it's cool? You should probably end the date right there. <laughs> so that's what they want to do. I'm very happy for them, but that's not my idea of a sexy, fun first date. This next one is completely inaccessible, but I thought it would be hilarious to bring up anyway. It says that on a winter date, you and your date can go axe throwing together. Alright, now, as a severely disabled person who has spasms when there, whenever there's a loud noise, I jump. Whenever there's anything remotely scary, I jump. I love horror movies, but I jump at the, at the sound of anything. So the idea of you saying to me, let's go to this place where they have really sharp metals, axes, and you're going to throw them at somebody and hope that you don't hurt somebody... The visual of me with my spastic body throwing an axe at something and trying not to hit the person or my lover is hilarious. I just can't. Why would somebody with a disability, especially with a motor disability or a disability where um, it, they're more spastic or more tight, why would they ever, like, is there a way to make axe throwing accessible on a date? I don't think so. In fact, let me Google that right now. Let me Google accessible axe throwing and see if that's a thing that somebody actually can do because maybe it is and I just don't know about it. Let's have a look. Accessible axe throwing <laughs> Oh, there is actually, I think. I think I found one. I think I found one in whistlepunks.com. They said, Our mission is to ensure that Whistlepunks is accessible to all people who are physically able to throw an axe. So yeah, I don't think I would be participating in that one. I certainly can't throw an axe. Um, uh, and I'm seeing a bunch of YouTubes for people with disabilities who can throw axes, but I just feel like that's not super safe for somebody with my dis my disability and the level of my disability. I don't want to kill my winter date with an axe. Or maybe I do. Maybe they're an asshole and I, I want to hurt them with an axe. So maybe if you, if you know, your date's been super ableist to you and you want to end it, go to an axe throwing thing with them and see what happens. But I don't really think that's super accessible. Now, this next one, I can totally get behind, and I think this is a perfect idea for a winter date for somebody with a disability. Because so many of us with disabilities 
in the winter, especially those of us who live where there's snow in the winter, we have trouble with cold. Cold is our worst enemy, especially for me with spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. I cannot stand the cold. So this next one made sense for me. They were like, go have a sexy, intimate winter hot tub night. Now, I remember like a hundred episodes back, we did an episode about like self-care that was really inaccessible. And one of the self-care things that I brought up was like, can you get into a bathtub by yourself? And we talked about the logistics of trying to get me into a bathtub for a sexy moment. I think this all the same things would apply if you tried to apply that to a sexy winter hot tub thing. Especially a lot of these winter hot tub ideas were like, have the winter hot tub out in the cold. The idea of freezing in the cold, in the snow, while in hot water, while trying to get me out of my wheelchair into this tub of water, this hot tub, while trying to make that accessible, it feels really inaccessible. Um, but the idea of being in the hot tub and being in warm water with someone that I liked sounds kind of sexy, but just the logistics of that, like trying to get, you know, either somebody to lift me in the hot tub sounds impossible or trying to get um, a special lift to get me in the hot tub, if especially if, if it's outside in the snow. How the fuck are we doing that? Um... But the idea of going into a hot tub sounds really hot and sexy. So if you can swing it in terms of your, your physicality, that's great. But I think that there need to be a lot more tips for how to make that kind of stuff accessible. And the way you make that accessible in the winter is don't have it outside in the snow, number one. But yeah, the idea of a hot tub in the winter for somebody with sensory disabilities and sensory disabilities to cold is totally sounding accessible. But I think there are a lot more logistics to actually make that fantasy accessible. This one is a winter dating idea I thought was really kind of important. And it's from Men's Health. And they said, you know, you should go out for an outdoor date. And they are the first listicle that I've seen that really took COVID into account. They said, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think this listicle was from... 2021 or 2022, but um, they said, you know, the COVID pandemic has really changed the way we look at things. And so even if you're going on an outdoor walk with somebody in the winter, you should really ask them and let them know that it's important to wear a mask. And I thought that that was really, really important that we bring that up again, because it's almost 2024. And guess what? COVID is not over. COVID is not finished. People are still dying from it. And if you're going to go on an accessible date with somebody with any kind of disability, whether we're talking physical, invisible, um, chronic, whatever it is, you should be wearing a mask. And you should be saying, if they're, if your date is not wearing a mask, you should have the right to say, hey, can you wear a mask for this? That's important. And Men's Health was the first magazine in all the listicles that I've looked at for this episode that brought up masking properly. So good on you, Men's Health. Good on you. And no matter how COVID-conscious Men's Health magazine seems to be, one of their winter dating tips and things you can do for winter dating options is they suggest you go to something called, and I don't know who designed this, but wow, it sounds really silly, called Acro Yoga which is where you combine acrobatics and yoga together. 
And in the listicle for that, they say, they say, where to go? I just had it. Hang on. They said to wait for it, finding it, looking. Oh, no, we're back to the beginning. Let me look again. It was right here, and it was really funny. It made me laugh. Here it is. 25, acro yoga class. Acro yoga is a portmanteau of, of acrobatics and yoga. And if you can find a couples class, you'll learn how to configure your bodies into super cool positions. Which, you know, could be useful for later in the evening. Okay, as a severely disabled person, when I look at this, I can't stop laughing. If you want to go to a place, and you want to get me on a mat, and you want to see just how inflexible I am, and how many super cool positions that I cannot get into, then we can totally go to this class together. But you should know, if you're going to date me, I have one position that I use for lying down and for later in the evening, and that is the I can't move, I'm disabled, come and put your body on top of my body to see what happens. That's my sex position. I have no other positions than that. That's my move. So... We can we can go to an acro yoga class together, but you stretching me out. And also, I should make clear that acro yoga also will not cure my disabilities. So if you want to go on a date and see how I can't move, let's do that. But acro yoga certainly does not feel very accessible to me. I doubt that this next one will be anywhere near accessible, but I saw it on a bunch of lists, so I thought I would add it. A lot of winter lists said that you could go indoor skydiving, which is where you, you put on those suits and you go in this little air machine and you go up and down. As somebody with spastic quadriplegic CP and a lot of muscle contortions, I don't think the idea of indoor skydiving sounds any kind of fun for me. And actually, it sounds like I might have spasms everywhere and things will happen. Um, but... If you are able to withstand that, and you maybe, I mean, maybe it'll help with your chronic pain a little bit to go up in the air. I don't really know. I've never really tried it, but I guess you could try that. And it could be fun for you and your partner to figure out how to make that accessible. I'm not really sure what accessibility things you would need for indoor skydiving. I guess just, you know, somebody to make sure you don't have a spasm and hurt yourself in the thing. But that does, it doesn't feel super accessible to me. But if you want to give it a try and you have disabilities, let me know how you do. In a lot of the listicles, I'm also seeing that you could do like winter pictures together. Now, if you want to see how cold and uncomfortable your disabled date is in the winter and you want to see their face be frozen out of cold and wishing they could never be outside again, you should do this photo shoot because a lot of disabled folks in the winter do not like the cold, as I've said already a bunch in this episode. Um, so if you want to capture the looks on their face as they're freezing, a winter photo shoot is the way to go. You can take pictures as they're dressing or and trying to dress them and trying to get all the right stuff on so they stay warm. And then you can take a picture of their angry face as they've just finished dressing for the winter in their wheelchairs or mobility aids, freezing their buns off, and they just want to go inside. If you think that's a sexy date idea, give it a shot. And if you've done photo shoots like this where it's fun, let me know. Because maybe you have, and maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about. But, it, but I feel like if I'm going to have a sexy date, going out in the cold to take photos of me freezing is not 
something that I want to remember or sharing with you. I just, that's not something that I really want to do with my paramour. And that's not something you should want to do with your cherimor in my case. See what I did there? Cherimor. Another big one that I saw on the listicles was to to do carriage riding, horse carriage riding in the winter. There's a lot of listicles that have like really picturesque scenes of horses in the snow. And I thought initially, oh no, there can't be a lot of accessibility there because how would somebody with a power chair get into there? But I did some looking and in parts of New York City, they have wheelchair accessible carriage rides. So if you want to do that and if you want to plan like a cool winter date with somebody that you've been seeing and you could take them to New York City and have a winter carriage ride with your mobility aid. They'll accommodate you as best they can. And it's in parts of Canada too. That's an option. You could bring your power chair or manual chair to a carriage ride. Now, notwithstanding, you know, the treatment of the horses that do carriage carriage rides, if that's something you want to do, there are accessible options for you. I just kept picturing somebody trying to lift me into a carriage and thinking that's just not at all feasible, but actually they have ramps on the back of the carriage that they can make to make it accessible for you. So carriage riding could be an accessible winter date option. Again, going out in the cold while a horse clods you around doesn't sound super romantic, but if that's your thing, then maybe you could try that. And it is accessible. And if they don't have accessibility, um, then you can get them to maybe see if they can get a ramp or some kind of plywood on the back of their carriage because it is it is possible to do, but a lot of them don't do it. But in New York and in in parts of Canada, it is offered. So that's cool. Maybe try that. Ooh, I like this one, and I think this one could be accessible for a lot of folks. The, a lot of the listicles said you could have a night in an arcade, and I think for a lot of folks who can't do a lot of physical stuff, going to an arcade and, and playing with arcade games or playing video games at an arcade or just firing up the old Xbox or Nintendo or whatever it is the kids use now. You can tell that I'm ancient because I don't even know if if we use Nintendo or Xbox anymore or PS5. What's I don't know what the thing but if you can go to an arcade, you can just, just pull out the video games and play that way. But if you can go to an arcade, um, it it will allow you and your date to, especially for for people with limited physical ability, video gaming is really fun because it's one of the few things that we can do with general ease. And a lot of video games are becoming more and more accessible for folks with dis- different disabilities. A lot of video game... And I don't know about arcades so much, but I know a lot of video game providers are now providing consoles with accessibility built right in. So going to the arcade or having a video game night might be a really accessible, fun winter thing to do. And you can rib your partner about how, you know, you're going to die all the time with because you're spastic and can't move the control properly. Or you can be like, this control is super accessible to me. And I'm going to beat your ass, partner. Let's go. So... You can do that with a partner instead of going to the arcade or go to the arcade and show them how arcade games work or or how they're inaccessible to you and then, you know, play that way as well. 
I don't know if I mentioned this one before in another another version of this kind of episode, but one of the listicles that I saw just now, and a bunch of them actually that I've been seeing as I've been doing this list, said like, oh, you can go sledding with your partner or snow tubing. The idea of trying to get me and my crumpled, crippled body into a sled. The last time I went sledding was when I was about six years old. My dad and I went and... He put me in the sled because I was a lot more limber then and he tried to get me to go in the sled and he put me in the sled and he pushed me down and I have no way of controlling the toboggan so I just bonked my nose in a tree or a cul-de-sac I think maybe I couldn't can't remember one of the two so the idea of going on a sexy tobogganing date with somebody that I like feels not super accessible to me because basically you'd be putting me in a toboggan and hurling my 40-year-old body, my 40-year-old disabled body, no less, down a hill while I can't move or control the or control the sled in any way. So you're basically pushing me to my end. Um, so that doesn't sound super accessible to me. And I'm sure I'm going to Google it. I'm sure there are accessible tobogganing options. Let's have a look and see, because maybe there are. But just the visual of me flying down a hill in a toboggan, unable to do any of that for myself, feels very not fun and very not um, dating, date, date type thing to me. Just having a look here to see if there's successful tobogganing. Um... It says there is, but basically very much like accessible snowboarding. I'm in the toboggan and either somebody's driving me from the front or holding me from the back. There's not really a lot of wheelchair accessible options. I'd still have to crumple my disabled body into a into a into a little tiny thing, which when you have contractures like me, doesn't feel super safe or fun. So I don't know if tobogganing is the most accessible winter dating option, personally. But if it works for you, give it a try. This next one I've seen on a lot of listicles too, and it really, this wasn't so much about accessibility, more about inaccessibility, this one. Um, they told a lot of people to unplug and just remove yourself from electronics, and I get what they're saying, and I'm sure that I've mentioned this in other versions of this kind of episode, but I feel like it's important to mention again. Disabled people cannot just simply unplug from the devices. A lot of times our devices, like our iPhones or our computers, or our access, it's our, it's our access to the world, these things. And we simply cannot unplug and remove ourselves. It's also our access to community. So I wish these listicles would stop saying to unplug because we need these things to feel okay and to often feel safe. So the next time you make a listicle, if you're one of those freelance writers that's been asked to make a listicle about, you know, things to do on a date, don't put unplugging as a, as a way to reconnect because for a lot of people with disabilities, both physical and invisible and emotional and whatever type of disability you're living with, these devices may often make us feel secure. And so to tell us to unplug 
feels really unsafe to a lot of us, at least it does to me. Just my disabled two cents on that one. But that's what I feel. This next one I thought would be fun to turn into an accessible thing that could be really fun. It says to create a haunted house together. And right away, as soon as I saw that, one of the first things I thought was, how do you create a haunted house together? You could sit with your date and talk about ways and things that make the houses haunted for disabled folks. Stairs, bathrooms that are on one level but not on another level. No ramps, um, ableism in the household. Those are scary things and those make houses haunted for me. Um, so you could talk about the ways that ableism affects the home and the ways that like the ableism, ableism and structural ableism makes houses scary for you. That could be a fun way to create a haunted house around disability. Um, you could talk about how a haunted house is people just saying, oh, there's only one step though. You can get in though, right? That's, that's a pretty common haunted house for me when people say that. Um, Oh, sorry, we don't have a bathroom that works for you. Sorry, you'll have to go around to the coffee shop across the corner. That's a haunted house for me. You could talk about the ways that houses and homes are often inaccessible and how that in that way it feels haunted for you. I'm a crafty person, but I physically can't do any crafts. So if I ever have a date with physical abilities and we want to do something a lot of these lists say you can do something cozy together and I thought one of the cool things you could do is make Christmas cards or Christmas cards if you will with the partner and you could say like hey can you put can you put someone in a wheelchair in this card can you put somebody with a cane and with a white cane in this card can you put somebody with a guide dog in this card um, can you make Santa Claus have a disability? Can you make um, the sledders need guide dogs? Can you make, you know, something to indicate disability? And I think we need more cards like that around the holidays for disabled folks so that they can feel represented in the holidays in whatever holiday it is that you're celebrating. We need to see disabled bodies there. And I think making disability themed cards around the holidays could be really fun and could be really a really fun way to bring disability into a conversation with a partner and make it light and make it easy and not make it this heavy thing that people think it is. And Christmas cards could be a cool way to do that. On one of the listicles that I just looked at, it said you could go caroling. And I thought to make it disability friendly, what if you and your partner, or just you if you wanted to one time, went around to your neighborhood and went crippling, which is where you go around and you talk about things people need to know about disability in the wintertime, like disabled people on benefits don't have enough money to survive this Christmas, or fa la 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 I can't afford to feed myself. Na, 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 na. Please help disabled people survive this winter. Or I can't work because I'm disabled. And it's really unfair that my benefits don't cover me. 
you could sing carols like that and see how your neighbors react to the reality of being disabled in the winter at the holiday time. That could be a fun, a fun, hilarious day to do. Obviously, that's a joke. Don't do that as a date. But I think people need to realize that a lot of disabled folks in winter are dealing with food shortages, uh, rent issues. They're dealing with um, supports being cut. They're dealing with attending care shortages. So many different things are, are, are popping up. And I think doing cripple carols about that, well, that was a joke. People do need to hear about this. Maybe that is a fun, important way to bring that to light. Maybe somebody should start that. If you're listening and you have a better voice than me and you're disabled and you want to do a cripple carol, let me know if you want to try that out. We should talk about it because I think people need to hear these things. And what better way than to open the door and, and carol that at them? Obviously, that's a joke, but it, it does sound like something we definitely need to be trying because people need to hear more about this. Most of the other listicles I found have very similar dating tips, so I think we'll wrap it up here. But I really enjoyed doing another Pro Crip Dating Tips seasonal episode, and I'd love to do more, more, more standalone episodes like this where we just take a magazine article or something that was geared towards dating or sexuality and talk about how it's inaccessible and how do we make it accessible and stuff like that. These are some of my, my favorite episodes to do. So if you have ideas for that and kind of like dating or sexuality tips that you want me to lambaste or bring it, bring accessibility to, please email me at andrewandandrewgerza.com and let me know. And I would love to do more episodes like this, but I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, I would love to hear from you with your own winter disability dating tips or any that I missed. So do send an email in that way. And then we'll get to the outro right now. Thank you for being here. And um, thank you for supporting the show as always. Bye, friends. All right, friends. Well, there goes another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories with me, your host, Andrew Gerza. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to my social media, Andrew Gerza6 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, although I never use it. If you want to follow my website and find out about my speaking opportunities, my gigs, and ways to have me come to your event, go to www.andrewgerza.com. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark and you can get the show days early, completely ad-free, and a shout-out on the air. So if you want to support the show, you're able to do that. And please, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help shows like this about disability, which are very rare, get supported. Thank you so much for being with us and stay comfy, cozy, and crippled. Until next time, bye. Copyright notice. Disability After Dark was created, recorded, and produced by Cripple & Co. Productions and Andrew Gerza. Any and all use of materials, graphics, audio recordings, etc. cannot be used or distributed without express permission. 
If you would like to use an episode of the podcast or license an episode of the podcast on your website, please consider emailing Andrew Gerza and Crippling Co. Productions at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com. Copyright 2023.